pitter-patter. Let's get at her. Well, hey there, Christy. How are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. <laughs> Welcome to episode 10 of Thinking Person's Guide to Letter Kenny. Today we're here paying our attention to season three, episodes five and six. Mm-hmm. We're doing so with a lot of moving parts because yes. we not only are we trying to keep big shoots entertained, as we must always do, but we're also in the midst of my super soft birthday super soft birthday <laughs> uh which i was totally unprepared for came over today um mm-hmm. and found numerous accoutrements related to <laughs> my impending birthday which is i must say several days away still yet no just a few but um yeah. i was uh nevertheless quite uh, taken aback and enjoyed it quite well. So we're both festooned in our feather yep. boas. Yeah, we've our, got pink feather boas. We've our, got party hats. Party hats. Um, yeah. There are a lot of Letterkenny themed balloons. Balloons. A unicorn tablecloth. Unicorn themes throughout the house. Yeah, yeah there are a lot of unicorns. No, you really went all themed. out. It's, it's pretty amazing. It's, I mean... Amazing what you can find on the internet. Yeah, it's amazing what you can find on Amazon and in Target these days. And, okay, so if you hear that noise right there, um, that's Big Shoots working out his frustrations with his dog bed in what we call a little folding fuck. I think it's more just he doesn't, he's not getting the attention from us because he's... <laughs> Profoundly spoiled by this point. Oh, oh he yeah. is yeah. probably the most spoiled creature on the planet. Yeah. He always has one parent's attention, if not both of them. Yeah. Um, and so when he doesn't get it, as when we're trying to do a podcast, he quite often turns his attention to just wreaking havoc on things. And, and sometimes that means folding his bed in half. And yep. humping it, yeah. which we now bit, call he's of that very pre- a folding fuck. <laughs> and I'm sorry. He's of that precocious, beautiful age where <laughs> a young dog's thoughts turn, young dog's fancy turns to their inanimate bed. I guess I don't know. I don't know. I've never been a dog. But he, I can't say he, he is sexually aroused by his bed. Mainly when he folds it in half. Yeah. And this is with all three beds that are around every the house. Da, every it's, bed. It's not, it's, he's, it's, he's, he's equal opportunity <laughs> bed fucker. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I do want to apologize to, like, future you who might be, like, listening to this 10 years down the road. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Mom, Dad, why would you embarrass me by telling mm-hmm. the world about this? Well, but you know what, bud? Yeah. We got to tell them what you're doing. No, no, we're not. We're not here to hold anything back. And no, you know, sexuality is part of life. Yeah, and you know, the fact that you're getting into it, real. it and a little precocious and oh. maybe unsettling your parents in the process. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. We're we're not here to um, cast aspersions nope. or judgment. We're, we're just not judging saying, you. We no. want you to explore your sexuality. Yeah. 
It's and a continuum, obviously. And yes. Bed fuckers are probably on that spectrum. So. Oh, I think we've witnessed it. Clearly. Time and time again. Clearly, yep. So anyway, welcome to episode ten. Yep, we're in it. <laughs> there you are. Welcome. We we've are. Got, uh, we are here. It is a super soft birthday. It is a folding fuck no, event. And, and must give much props to Christy for um, <laughs> all of the elements of this. Not only is it, like I said, the the feather boas. Um, um, the fancy hats, um, a la the episode. Um, mm-hmm. There's also, as she noted, uh, unicorn uh, tablecloths, unicorn themed uh, throughout. Yes. And then there's also these balloons, <laughs> which also have, have inspired a lot of the uh, consternation in our puppa. Oh, yeah. Big Shoots hates yeah. the balloons. As, well, I think it's yet to encounter. I think that's not an uncommon thing, right? No. Puppies getting... Yeah, you know, right. It's a new thing. Right? He's but upset these are it. these are next order amazing. Yeah. Um, they are uh, various uh, turns of phrases directly drawn from Letterkenny. Mm-hmm. So All I'm of look- our favorites. Yeah, I'm looking. Yeah, yeah. yeah remarkable litany of them. I'm yeah. looking at it right now. I'm seeing your 10-ply bud is the one right in front of me. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> Uh, fucking embarrassing. Fucking uh, embarrassing. Yeah, give your balls a tug. Give your balls a tug. Um, what else do you see? There's um, another one at least. Did uh, you do this one? No, no, your spare parts, bud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then our the the best one is yeah, super happy, soft birthday. Happy yeah. super soft birthday. No, yeah, yep. it's uh, it's quite an amazing. I was quite taken aback when we got over here and <laughs> was had addressed this. Uh, so here we're here we are. Um, loving it. Uh, we also probably should address oh, the fact we that not only we are um, a couple drinks in this evening, <laughs> um, we'll turn our attention to that in a moment because that's also an element of Christie's birthday plan for yes, me. Yes. But we should address the fact that we've taken a couple dry rips of the fun dip. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. And you. Right. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no. You liked a dry rip fun dip. Yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah. Done dry rip of anything actually. No. Previously, but you know, inspired by um, the television program and mm-hmm. our friend Sarah's um, contribution to our larder uh, of fun dip. Um, <laughs> I decided to do it, you know, un- unprovoked. And uh, yeah. And you liked it, right? Yeah, yeah. little, little uh, main sugar mainstream right into the old yeah, uh, into just- the. Uh, Right? Get well, it right there. Right. No, well, no. I mean, you you did not actually ingest it via an intravenous. Yeah, that's what you're alluding to. I'm, the dry yeah, rib, no, as they dry say rib in the is show, is in the nose. Yeah, yeah, intranasally. Yeah, not interanally. What? I should hope not. That's uh, it's a whole different. Or, that's or, a whole different or thing. A, dip, uh, yeah. a dick dinger. Yeah. Yeah. Not. Not a dip dinger. Did, did not do did that. Not do that. Yeah. Dick dinger or dip dinger. Yeah, no. Although those are different. Yeah. Take a dip off. Take a dry rip off your dip. Oh. That's what you're saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I do that. Which I'm not sure what part of the body the dip is, but. Um, it's just this dip from right here in the fun dip. Oh. Yeah. I just see. your little sugar stick. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's yeah. your sugar stick, baby. <laughs> if, I had a, if I had a dime for every time it's been called that. <laughs> Who I, would you have? Negative uh, 10 cents? <laughs> one dime from you. <laughs> so, there it is. 
Yep. There are a lot of yep. things happening. Yep. yep. And drinking, we are now. Um, well, Christy's still finishing up her Toronto. Yes. So, you know, per the theme of a super soft birthday, you should have sugary drinks. But Dwight does not enjoy sugary drinks. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like full aversion. So, I did a little bit of research thinking, well, what could we, what could I do? I say we, just me. Um, What could I do to bring this, you know, sugary drink idea to work for Dwight? So, Dwight does really enjoy whiskey and gin. So, big fan. So I went to the liquor store because we are in Pennsylvania and I have to go to a specific place um, and perused the liqueurs, did some research, and came up with a few liqueurs that matched um, Dwight's palate and our whiskey and gin enjoyment. Mm. So tonight we are drinking a Toronto, which is um, using the Fernet Branca liqueur it's an italian liqueur it's it's similar to a sweet vermouth but milder yeah better i would say mm-hmm. um so we've mixed that with some uh the the recipe for the toronto is the frenet branca whiskey simple syrup a little bit of bitters um shake it up pour it in your glass and and we have Wiggle, local. Oh, yes. Distillery. Yes, using um, our good, wiggle. Good fine rye and spirit of Western Pennsylvania and mm-hmm. the, the American frontier. Um, great opportunity to yeah. mix the forces of Western PA. You got your Italian immigrant forces, <laughs> you got your Western rye, you got your. Yeah, you got everything yeah, that you. Yeah, a little yeah. simple syrup. It was, it was delightful. I, I, yeah. In fact, I've taken mine down. Yeah, you drank uh, yours twice as fast quite a while as I did. Ago, yeah. yeah. So now I'm on to the red wine we had with dinner. Yeah. And we had a great dinner. Um, one of my birthday dinners. <laughs> yeah, um, there are a few planned. Yeah. And so <laughs> now we turn our attention to uh, uh, season three, episode five. Bow, and bow, bow. Is entitled "The Battle for Bonnie McMurray." Bonnie McMurray. Right. And we both turned to one another at the beginning of this, and we're we're kind of surprised we couldn't remember more about it initially. Yeah. Uh, we almost immediately got back into it and reminded mm. ourselves once we were once we started viewing some the first scenes. Yeah. But yeah, surprisingly how little I recalled at the onset. But mm-hmm. um yeah, eventually it all came back to us and we appreciated it for what it is. Mm-hmm. It's a unique um episode in the sense that after the initial introduction by Wayne, we're not at the farm. No. We're at Modine's too. Yeah, at any at no point are we at the farm or the produce stand in the Not at the produce stand, we're at the kitchen of the farm. Oh, that's right. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, a little bit. Yep, yep, but yep. but it's yeah, it's unique in that regard because so much of the many of the episodes revolve around mm-hmm. some part of the farm and this is yeah. by far a, a small version of that. Uh, so notable in that regard. Um, yeah, so it begins with your crushing and gussing brew with your pals the other day. Mm. And then we cut to Modine's too, and everybody's, uh, the, the hicks, that is, the usual. Yeah. The usual. Our crew of yeah. Wayne, Squirrely Dan, Derry, and, and Katie. Katie. Yeah, with right. Gail. Yep, at, at Modine's, yeah, right? Having a drink. And then comes Moy Point, um, <laughs> where Dan has to go. 
take a pee. Yeah. And stands up and makes a, <clears throat> a noise that invites a lot of attention, especially from Katie initially, mm -hmm. highlighting that that's a dad noise, as yeah. she says. Um, and everybody else proceeds to invite uh, or to add. Oh, there's a whole conversation oh, about of... all of the ways that dads make noises, that mm -hmm. Squirrely Dan makes dad noises. Right. My favorite is when they say, you know, these are only dads grown like that when they sit down or stand uh, up or, or come. As Katie adds. No, Gail. Oh, is it Gail? Yeah, it's Gail. Of course oh, it's Gail. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or come. Yeah. She says it like that, like shaboink. Yeah. <laughs> and that's appropriate. Yeah. yeah. Given her character. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, Squirrely Dan responds at one point that you you all have had too much sugar cereal mm -hmm. going to your brain. Yeah. They respond that certainly we have not. No. Not taking too much sugar cereal. Um, pretty good open. Pretty fun. Yeah. A lot, different, lot of banter back and forth. Yeah. And different you know. from the other opens that we've had, the, just the setting and the mm -hmm. conversation is very different. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, well, it's fun to have a different setting, you know, flip it up, switch it up or flip it up. Yeah. Um, flip the Flip the switch and bip your bitch. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, and also, it's just nice to have Gail a part of that cold open. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Internal. Yeah. You're part of the the eternal Gail fan club. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Love that woman. Yeah. As love I the have. woman who plays her. Love the character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If it was appropriate in any way, I would be Gail for Halloween. Mm. But I will not do that. Tough so. to pull off. Yeah. Tough to pull uh, off as a white woman. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Moving so, on. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Scene one. Yep. Scene one. We're at the kitchen of the farmhouse, and we see um, Katie um, taking a phone call, responding to an invitation from Bonnie McMurray to have a hot tub party. That's right. Hot and, tub party. Right. Mm -hmm. And the boys, mm. Derry and Squirrely Dan, get a little bit squared off at one another. Yeah. Um bit of uh, testosterone, I guess, in effect, here. Um, yeah, and, it's... And at one point, this leads, I think it's Wayne, to highlight that this this is exactly how you get hemorrhoids, getting all worked up about nothing. <laughs> um, Katie responds, but isn't that just sitting on cold surfaces? Yeah. And he says that's a, it's a wives' tale. Old wives' tale. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know the context of any of that discussion. Well, well, well. You don't know the myth that if you sit on a cold surface, you get hemorrhoids? No, I do not, because I've okay. never so, heard it. As a youngster, okay. the bus stop for elementary school mm. was um, at a corner, which happened to be in front of my house, but that's not the point of the story. Mm -hmm. So the bus stop, there was a big sewer. So the, the sewer had a huge concrete you know, pad that we would stand on and sometimes you got tired and would sit on it. And every time somebody sat down on the cold concrete, somebody else would say, you're gonna get hemorrhoids sitting on the cold concrete. I mean, I'm talking second grade, third grade, fourth grade. I've been worried about hemorrhoids for the majority of my life. Dear listener, this speaks entirely to the difference between 
parts of this country in the upbringing. <laughs> I have never, ever, 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 ever heard one inch of iota of this discussion. Um, I want you to know that when I sit on cold concrete to this day, I think, am I going to get hemorrhoids? And then the logic in my head goes, no, Christy, at no point as a youngster did you get hemorrhoids when you sat on cold concrete, so you won't get them now. Well, not for that reason. Maybe for other reasons, but not for that. Yeah, and my understanding of hemorrhoids is they're anal fissures created by stress yeah. and, you know, foreign objects, not differences in temperature. Yeah. And I sat on many, I've sat on many a cold surface in my life. I'll have you? He, oh, well, I can. And how many hemorrhoids have you gotten? Exactly zero hmm. to date. Wait, wait, you've, okay, hold on, dear listener, this is a little personal. Have you never had a hemorrhoid? No. <laughs> no. Wow, he's giving me a look of disbelief. You've never... Is this a... Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's something that... Okay, so maybe this I, is a gendered thing, but um, I'm just going to reveal this to you. Willing to believe that. For the first time ever in our relationship, I'm going to reveal right. this okay. because we're podcasting. Keeping it real, bitches. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. This is exactly when you should reveal this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so hemorrhoids are a thing that happen in my world, but not regularly, but like they happen. I'm not a scientist in that way, so I'm not going to say I have no I any idea. Like it's I a, assume, it's a, uh, my presumption this probably is a gender thing. I think this is a gender thing. There's a lot more happening in that area for women. Presumably, yeah. Creating more stress on the tissue. Um, and you know what? I think we should just move on from this right here. I, I think for we should probably do more research and come back in with an informed position on it because I'm sure we're going to get a lot of feedback from <laughs> all of our listeners. Oh, I hope we get some hemorrhoid feedback. All those hemorrhoid heads. Come on out. Come at us. Come on down. Yeah, give, us, <laughs> give us your take. Hot takes on it. Hot takes on hot the hemorrhoids. Hot takes on that hot... Ass fishers. Um, okay. All right. All right. I'm going to stop. Wow, we've yeah. taken a real turn. Okay, yeah. so. This is uh, the hemorrhoid talk with yeah. doctors Kewen and Hines. Um <laughs> Not the MD kind. No. As no, you can no, tell. Obviously. <laughs> so. Um, so, anyway. As we were alluding to in the process of that discussion, mm-hmm. Dairy and Squirrely Dan square off um, ostensibly in their interest in. Bonnie McMurray. Yes. Um, they're both both very excited by that possibility and interested in pursuing it. Um, so this then, uh, and at one point then also, Katie says that she also. Oh, yeah, she's in too. She would Great. be interested in that. Although yeah. a little bit of a slightly degree of remove, but nevertheless. Yeah. In. So the Battle of Body Make Murray begins. Yes. At this point. Which is the title of the right. episode. Right. So yeah. now we get it. So yeah. before season, or excuse me, scene one ends, then um, Wayne takes a call mm-hmm. from Tannis. Yeah. Telling her, him, that it wasn't them, meaning it wasn't us, the natives, who had done the destruction to the city of Letterkenny, or town of Letterkenny. Yeah. And this reference to the... Um, the Previous stuff that, episode. Yeah, where Skid's under the guy, under the... Uh, 
impetus of and you had broken the mailboxes and reach oh, some they got into some graffiti, shit. graffiti and stuff yeah, yeah. graffiti so, yeah that's what graffiti. they call it that's, that's what that, the kids say well, these days it's yeah. the technical term that they use in canada <laughs> i didn't want to i didn't want to be supercilious with right you, right yeah i appreciate you, that sent you um Called call it out. out. I yeah. did. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna just have to pull rank on you. Yeah. So uh-huh. yeah, that's graffiti. That's how they call it in Canada. Yeah, that's totally. I it. mean, it's why they say a boot. They say graffiti. Yeah, is exactly it. Okay, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, um. Side note: If you hear a really weird noise, it's um big shoots battling it out with a corner. Yeah. We're and gonna try is, and. I don't think he's gonna win. I don't think so. It's just him and literally the physical corner of the, of the kitchen. Physical corner. There is nothing else there. Yeah. He is just fighting with the corner. Yeah. Yep. How you doing, bud? You'll note that at the beginning of this podcast, we had a lot less interruptions from the puppy, but as he has grown older, he has become much more rambunctious. He's, a, um, he's really trying to impose his Yeah. He wants to be a character. He wants to be a part of this podcast. Yeah, and man. turns out he is. Um, he's so where they pay more attention to the episodes. When he gets, yeah, he's when he gets an informed opinion, we'll actually let him be involved. Yeah, we'll give him some yeah. some yeah. airtime. No, no, he's, yeah. you know, he's close. Um, he's getting there. Yeah, no, he watches. Wants, now he just wants feathers in his face. Yeah, he's all about the all super right. soft birthday. All right. Um, see, scene two takes yeah. us to Stuart's mom's basement. basement right? Mm-hmm. The skids are gaming. Yeah. They run through a litany of the games that they've been playing over the last 10 to 24 hours. Yeah. And then one point um, they decide, well, they should go dancing or Gay decides that they should yeah. go dancing. Yeah. Do you guys like to dance? Yeah. yeah. And they get up to turn around and, whoa, hello. Who's there? Bye. Tannis. Right there behind her with her yeah. two muscle dudes. Yeah. And, whoop, then that ends that scene abruptly, but we'll be back there soon enough. Yeah. I, I do want to point out that scene too, I, I called this video game gasms because mm. gay is walking through different games that i'm not sure if she's saying they could play or they did play and they did play yeah, yeah. and Stuart and Roald are just getting more and more excited and eventually they i'm gonna say come to completion um and so there's a there's a game gasm that happens as she walks them through the uh, games that they've played. Yeah. Um, Good. And then they turn right. around to see Tannis, right. which is a real cold water thrown upon their. Uh, oh, yeah, not the least which Tannis goes. It smells like feet. Yeah, I fully expected her to say it smells like come in here. Yeah. Which I assume it does in a basement full of, of skids. Ugh, if it to. only smells like feet, it's probably a good thing. Yeah, I uh, honestly, doubt yeah. that's what right. it smells like. Yeah. Scene three takes us to the hockey locker room. Mm-hmm. All the boys. Players only up. meeting Berta. Yeah, with Jonesy <laughs> and Riley um, assuming more and more of the leadership responsibilities in this team, which is so odd because they're <laughs> still yet the pheasants. They're growing up before our eyes, yeah, babe. They're, yep. Yeah. Um, and they want to go get a W, yeah. uh, as they say. But still yet having. Yeah, they soon they have to start imposing some fines. Yeah, we need some hierarchy. Right? Yeah. Get some sort of um, esprit de corps. Mm-hmm. They don't say mm-hmm. that, but no. that's the implication. That's they would use. It, no, 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 probably not. Um, and they say, yeah, they're going to start imposing fines. One of the first things they're going to get... Uh, 
uh, imposing it for oh, excessive body hair, especially around the groinal region. Yeah, get yeah. up, get rid of your junk hair, boys. Junk hair, boys. <laughs> yeah, Berta. Uh, <laughs> and they start alluding to the fact that they thought tummy stiff hedgehogs were extinct, boys. That is so funny. I, you know, if we were filming pornos, I think I would title one of them Tummy Stick Hedgehog, and it would just be men with a lot of of uh, junk hair, mm-hmm. and that would be fun. Yeah. Hashtag Kick, Butter Candy Pornos. Kicking it back to the old school. Yeah. 70s, probably. Yeah. You know, a lot of, but yeah, not, not, not uh, appreciated in this day and age. Um, no. Uh, they also, in this scene, they make the third reference. You noted this. Yes. I, I, it was lost on me, but yeah. the third reference already in this episode, not the last even. No. To? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Heroes in a Half Shell, Turtle Power. <laughs> Which uh, was lost on me probably because I don't, I know what that is as a property, but I've never you didn't engage with it in yeah, any way. Your middle school years did not involve the no, teenage yeah, mutant I came of age ninja before, turtles. Before yeah, that, a little you. before. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so every scene at this up to this point, and almost every scene moving forward references the teenage mutant ninja turtles so we've established a theme of sorts un, un, but unre- it, unrequited or undeveloped right? it has nothing to do with anything else mm-hmm. on the surface and even with a bit of a little bit of analysis from us we can't see the connection no i i assume it's just that whilst filming someone said teenage mutant ninja turtles and then they were like let's work it into every scene let's find a way um or they did it on spontaneously either way it's 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 pretty fun right so yeah but what is the scene then again this of a body hair and they turn to boomtown yes boomtown that he apparently is the one member of their whole thing that has yet to show his junk no. to them. He's a junk hider. Ju- oh, technically. That's not what they call junk, it. Junk. Uh, uh, junk hider. Not a junkist. Not a junkie. Not uh, a junkie. Not a junkie. Yeah. Anyway, they they call upon him to unsheath it. Yeah. <laughs> but not yet. He does not. Mm-mm. So we cut now to the McMurray's um, hot tub. Yeah. And Bonnie McMurray. And right. So um, we have the the Hicks in the hot tub. Mm-hmm. Wayne, Derry, Squirrely Dan, Katie, and mm-hmm. then in comes Bonnie mm-hmm. McMurray. Mm-hmm. Uh, immediately invoking responses from Derry and Squirrely Dan. How are you, Bonnie? And she, as she always does, says, "Good, Wayne, and you." Yeah. <laughs> responds only to Wayne, who uh, has nothing to do with yeah, the so, yeah, initiation of the conversation. Happy to say hi, but mm-hmm. not. Um, not any further than that. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, in fact, what you have uh, uh, all types uh, present in the mm-hmm. hot tub. You have the you have the up to your sh- up to your neck people, mm-hmm. and that's right. Squirrely Dan. Right. You have the shoulders out type, and that's Derry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have the over presenter. That was Katie. Right. Yeah. Taking like, up too much space. He's taking up yeah. too much space. Yeah. And then. They turn it on him and note that he's the one with his hands out. Right, yeah. He says so he can light a dart later. 
<laughs> but Rosie's there. Yeah. His partner. And that makes me happy to see her there. They're okay. they're beginning to fold her into this mm -hmm. this season as a part of she's a partner of of Wayne, right? Mm -hmm. This is really we've seen her a few times now that's just like uh, they're just going about their business and Rosie is there. Yeah. And yeah. so I like that, that she's sort of like... Regularized. Uh, yes, normal. regularized. Yeah. 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 I was going to say normalized, but that doesn't really make sense. Yeah. So yeah. regularized. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Yeah. A little more cumbersome, but it makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So uh, <laughs> at one point... Uh, Squirrely Dan is getting worked up mm. about um, getting uh, about Bonnie McMurray. Yeah, what he would do if she was his girlfriend, I think, is kind of where he's Wayne, going. Wayne advises him to take about 80% off. Right. Which is an astronomical percentage. Yeah, normally it's 10 to the 20. Yep. Yeah. And to which he responds, oh, hey, look, hey, bubbles. Bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> because if they're at the produce stand, it's, hey, look, the ground. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, bubbles. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. And they comment on the fact that uh, Wayne and Rosie's relationship works well because they keep space between them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She, when she needs time to do her reading, when she's <laughs> apparently a big avid reader, mm -hmm. and he gives her that space, and he assumes it's reading something good like The Road, which... Um, which you said. Yeah, is not a particularly good piece of literature. Which is funny that they mentioned <laughs> it, that you knew it, and that you knew it wasn't a good piece of literature. Oh, yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a very minor piece of work of the... Cormac McCarthy oeuvre um, and yeah nothing to be recommended to anybody I would argue yeah I've never yeah. read it and I don't know anything about it yeah. and mm -hmm. I really appreciate that yeah. you do well, yeah. yeah you should keep it that way mm -hmm. I, mean, I recommend you just remain blissfully ignorant yeah I have no desire to read it to I've got nothing, lots of other books to read. nothing to add to your world yeah honestly. I like um, Rosie really yeah. enjoy sitting around and reading just during an evening space. <laughs> yeah, that's one good thing mm -hmm. that's do. kind uh, of a thing we do sometimes sometimes <laughs> a little space um, yeah and then you see this great portion in this scene where Squirrely Dan's in the hot tub mm -hmm. up to his neck and behind him moves Katie in the uh, course of discussing something or other with um, Bonnie McMurray and you just see the look on Squirrely Dan's face as one of just abject bliss right she'd be so close to her. she's she's actually crawling behind him yeah which and is you can't even see it's it. a show for she's putting on a show for, for Bonnie, Bonnie yeah. but he can like feel her movement behind him and he just yeah, loves he it. Is enthralled, yeah. 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 And, uh, you can see just Katie in this episode, this scene is specifically working all the angles. She's yeah. really the master of ceremonies trying to, or, and, and this only accelerates as you go forward in the subsequent scenes, uh, at, in the hot tub. But for the time being, we cut back to scene five is in the locker room. Yeah. again. We're back to Boomtown's discomfort. His, uh, he's still on the on the hot seat with regards to exposing his junk. Right, junk's out, boys. Right, so they decide to do a team exercise where mm -hmm. they, uh, everybody has to put their yeah. shorts down and their junk out. Yeah. Has a means to inspire um, 
Boomtown to go along, and that's just what they do. Yeah. Just one by one, all the, yeah. the chorus and all the other players in the locker room. But before we really get a reaction to Boomtown's junk, um, which there's been, you know, a lot made of, what are we going to see when he reveals his junk? Before we even get to that, um, Jonesy and Riley hear something on the ice. Mm-hmm. And so they leave. So we still don't know what Boomtown's junk looks like. Nope, nope. Yeah. That scene ends abruptly. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So then we're back to the hot tub. And um, we see them further, them being more or less Katie. And, yeah. And Squirrel and Derry to some degree. Yeah. Grilling Bonnie for yeah. her interest in, uh, in men and what she's um, in for. Yeah. Are you into muscly? Are right. you into hairy? Right. Are you into... Yeah. I think that's about it. Yeah, that's about the two, yeah. the two axes upon yeah. which this Yeah, that's about ages. it. Yeah, X or Y. Right. Yeah. And this inspires as... It does so often with men. A fart <laughs> off between <laughs> and Jerry. Uh, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. A fart off. A uh, fart off. If, if, if yeah. time and history has proven us only one thing, yeah. How well women respond to a good fart off? Yeah, we don't. Um. Oh. Oh. I got. I got a different memory. Oh, you went the other way. Oh. You, I, oh. I, you thought we enjoyed it? Yeah. No. Yeah. I assume that's what this. Yeah. That was. That's how. Was predicated on that. Yeah. Fact. That, that's how you wooed me. It was the fart off that you had with a stranger at that uh, restaurant. Yeah. And I said, "This is the man for me." Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, no. That's that didn't happen. No. That didn't. No. That, no. So, well, yeah. I'm still lost to know what, what actually won you over, but um. Oh, your personality. Oh, oof. <laughs> okay. uh, so uh, in the course of this, yeah, we keep hearing references to um, how funny Katie is from Bonnie McMurray. It's a little funny. Yeah, no, there's a, yeah. there's clearly. Um, there's a chemistry between the two of them. And she's, uh, maybe even more so, uh, I would, uh, not to cut you off, but I would, mm-hmm. it seems like Bonnie understands what's going on. She, yes. She's not a totally naive. naive yeah, and I'm glad that yeah. you, you said yeah, that because yeah, that yeah. was sort of, where, sort of where I was headed. Is yeah. that, you know, Katie, she seems to be interested in Bonnie um, as somewhat genuinely but also somewhat just to screw with Derry and Squirrely Jan. Yeah. Right? To show that like, I'm sorry, you guys are not the only ones with a game in town. Yeah. And it yeah. seems that once they get into the hot tub, uh Bonnie is is well into that game. Yeah. She sees the the that's rules the that Katie has too. played out. Yeah, that's yeah. the way it read to me. Was, yeah. Yeah, you had a little bit of like, well, okay, we're gonna wind these boys up and mm-hmm. and kind of send them off on their own yeah. at the end and yeah. it'll be all we done. Which is really way. what they yeah. should all be doing oh, yeah. all the time anyway. No, it's, probably, so. it's probably yeah. what you know, the males men's worth worst fear is that yeah. women are always well ahead of the game. And I, I'm confident And guess is. what? Majority of the time it is. They are. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and good more power to them. Yeah. Yep. All right, uh, scene seven takes us back to Stuart's mom's, mom's basement. basement. Yes. And we got this, the uh, 
further um, squaring off between the skids and the natives. Yes, which is really a squaring off between Gay you know, and Tanner. Yes, yeah, so clearly mm -hmm. Gay's now in control of the skids. Mm -hmm, she, mm -hmm. She's a central figure at yeah. least. There she is sitting uh -huh. in that chair in the middle. Which, yeah, right? Yeah, that's... Mm, mm. Yeah. Yeah. There's one point that uh, Tannis responds that she's going to flick her with my womanhood, which I, a statement that I did not fully understand. Yeah. You seem to offer some explanation, but I don't know if you wanted to embellish that. Yeah, What's I mean, that mean? I, I don't think that it's like a, a very like literal, you can't go like ABC with that, but I, I felt like flick her with her womanhood I'm going to flick you with my womanhood was just a just a general reference to like I'm gonna flick you in the twat mm -hmm. and and make you like feel uncomfortable, feel you know, mm -hmm. feel your weakness in this mm -hmm. situation. Um, I mean, one could argue that if I'm going to actually flick you with my womanhood, then there should be some vagine on vagine action. But if I'm flicking, then I don't think the vagine on vagine action is happening. So there's some mixed messages um, if we're taking this on a very literal step-by-step. Mm -hmm. -step. Um, needless to say, there's a reference to... Feminine sexuality and mm -hmm. power. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And Tannis is saying, yeah. I'm stronger than you, bitch. Yeah. Back the fuck right. off. Right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe an ally of say, guys, I'm going to punch you in the dick. Yeah. Or something. I, I think that's it's that's essentially yeah. it, right? Yeah. yeah. Some, but it's kind of like saying, like, I'm going to use my dick to hit you in the dick. And mm. so it falls down there. But yeah. yeah. But yeah. that's it, right? I'm going to make right. you feel weak because yeah. I'm more powerful. Right. Moving on. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, um, Tannis continues to berate the the skid boys at one point. Did your balls drop finally, skiddo? Because he, uh, at one point, Stuart on responds a little bit with a little bit of, uh, you yeah, know. Yeah, Stuart's feeling himself sass. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then... Um, <laughs> <laughs> the one uh, one of Tannis's um, men mm -hmm. asked, uh, "Do you, did you get take down the full line that he says?" Yeah, he says to Stuart. Well, he says to the to to Stuart and Rold, because um, they're doing the back and forth, and he says, "I will wipe that smirk off your face like that pixie dust over there wipes your little asshole." Stuart is like, what? That didn't happen. And Rold says, it was once. You were passed out. You were passed out. <laughs> Which so, is another example of what we talked about before. Right, just Last there. time was how Rold gets these interjections. <laughs> and he's like, just a what are blatantly asides. Yeah. But also just so fascinating little consequential little statements that are yeah. just they, they're they're so revealing as to his actual relationship with Stuart mm -hmm. um, which really I mean like if you if you really dig into them it shows Stuart's sort of um, his just his spectrum of sexuality, which yeah. he's he's never fully open about, but you can see it yeah, yeah, yeah. from what right. Rold is saying and mm -hmm. and how Stuart presents himself. And uh, I mean, there there is a bit of pushback sometimes when Rold says, well, no, I guess every time Rold says something that sort of like quote unquote outs Stuart, he gets a little. Mm. 
But it's obvious that Stuart is okay with yeah. their relationship and things that have happened. No, exactly, yeah. He's, yeah. he's clearly comfortable in greater degrees of fluid sexuality. Yes, but yes. But also, also kind of trying to play that line of like his relationship to the wider public. Yeah, like right. Like, no, I'm being, a man. Yeah. I'm a hetero, yeah, yeah. masculine, yeah, right? Yeah, and everyone around him knows that that's just a ruse. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is. I guess is really the deeper dive into Stuart there, right? He's yeah. sort of the last one to see that no one else seems to care. Yeah. Um, no, uh, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. Nobody else really cares. But he does enough to like sort of contradict Rold's uh, yeah. asides and advances yeah. and stuff. And yeah. yeah, so it's always this curious little interplay between their like affinity and 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 disarticulation, like moving back. Yeah, and forth, right? no, that's it's exact. I mean, ju- and you just think through the last few scenes we've had with them, the last few episodes, right? Mm. You, the um, their oh god, what was the. The one with where they all had their bids for the reality TV shows. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like yeah, that yeah. interaction where Rold has had seen his horn, right? Yeah, and I was it, so into it, yeah. Right. And, and Stuart was, was like, so uncomfortable yeah, but right? not denying it, just no, like okay. not ready to share that publicly. But clearly not ready to share that only because he thought Wayne, Daryl, Squirrely Dan, and Katie might judge them. Yeah, yeah. But none of them are judging him. It's it's an interesting take on just how one navigates gender and sexuality in our culture. Yeah, Yeah. and it speaks probably just the idiosyncrasy, too, you know, of Stuart, is he's walking a line between being... um, King of the dipshits. Yep. And wanting perhaps to be part of wider society. Yeah. Especially vis-a-vis, you know, his aspirations for Katie. Yeah. And yeah. so he's always kind of trying to curry favor with the even the hicks that he yeah, just gains, right? the hockey boys, which he clearly has no love for. Yeah. But always still kind of seeing himself in reference to that. If it would be one thing if he was just like I'm a, I'm a skid and I'm happy to be a part of this domain. Right. Which is is clearly not the the end of, end of that story, right? Yeah. No. And it, um and we see more of that later where he engages with the hockey players um in seasons to come mm-hmm. in a different way, um where yeah. he wants to really be a part of that. So that's a really good observation from you that he. I think that he expects that they will have these heteronormative ideas, and yet neither of those groups have those ideas. Um, one would expect that they would, Jocks and Hicks. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He's trafficking the stereotypes of them, even though right. they're not applicable, but yeah. assuming that he has to curry favor with them by right? by manifesting some sort of, like you say, heteronormative yeah. behavior, but in fact, he could probably get away well with. He could just be his authentic self, yeah, yeah. and the the nobody his, would really care. Yeah, the Hicks <laughs> disdain, you know, take Wayne as a character, as the, the center, the, you know, the center pole yeah. of that. The Hicks disdain for Stuart isn't that he's uh, in any way comfortable with um, 
fluid sexuality. Yeah, it has nothing to do with they that. They never ever broach that as being a limitation. They never, uh-huh. you know, take him on in that regard. It's just that he's, uh, you know, a drug addict and and uh, spare parts. And, right. And, and His the fact that he like stands outside a dollar store and dances. Yeah. Um, that's really more, you know, Wayne's like, what is your purpose in this world? Because you're just sort of out here dancing and and yeah yeah, yeah it, it's not anything that you know, but yeah that that makes that point that he, all the more keen that he feels this pull to to some degree to manifest heteronormative behavior and mm-hmm. allegiance yeah that's what we see there right yeah, yeah even exactly. though you know Roald is clearly his best friend and, <laughs> and most Entrusted confidant yeah. in every every way, the 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 clearest manifestation of somebody that's most aligned with him. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he's his best bud in the world, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and and there are moments where he is not genuine in his affection for him, mm. and and I you know, and I don't mean that as a, I just mean that as friends. There are moments where I feel like he fears that their their affectionate friendship will look look badly upon Stuart and he doesn't treat him he doesn't treat Rold the way he should and it, it, it reminds me of uh, you know middle school behavior that I should be unproud of there you know moments like that where you go oh why did I say that or do that and there are moments where he's yeah Absolutely. No, yeah. no, we've all been there. You know yeah. that. My my face is 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 only because Big Shoots did something that was unfavorable right in the corner here. Oh yeah. Um, while we're talking. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Right, but at least he did it on his yeah. uh, puppy I pad. Why is this not so bad? Well, that's. Oh, close. did he just? Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yep. Yep. Just got that. No. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Thanks, buddy. All right. Okay. All right, so yeah. uh, can't, can't take a dog out for poop and record a podcast simultaneously. That's one of the limitations of the time space continuum. It's true. Right? So true. here we are. Um, Just sitting in it now. Oh boy. <laughs> Just be glad, dear listener, you, you this isn't an olfactory cast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so uh Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Scene so eight? gay. Uh, oh, and, no. And, continue with scene seven. I'm sorry. Yeah, we yeah. went off in a hole, and that was me. No, no. We I, went I just needed to do a deep dive. No, no. I'm glad we did that. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I, was, I, I was glad that it was uh, it was definitely provoked. Um, the, the, the through line, though, is, yeah, that um, Stuart is a bit in betwixt in between. Yeah, he is. Um he is a bit, and he is, you know, probably one of the more fascinating characters in the whole um, series for that simple reason that he uh, he he's grappling with a lot of disparate forces and walking a fine line. I mean, you know, Squirrely Dan is a similar character in some regards. The hockey boys are, but yeah, they all they all explore their sexuality and gender in a variety of ways. A little bit more, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the um, Skids v. Native scene, which is scene seven, um, as we were um, chronicling, um, ends not in an in intuitive way at all because yeah, Gay turns really... the tables upon them with her 
uh, acumen born of the fact that her mother is a psychologist, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she can see through Tannis, uh, apparently, uh, allegedly. At yeah, least. according. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah, but Tannis yeah. is projecting her um, perspective on the world, um, her own insecurities, perhaps. Yeah. By calling gay a tart, and um, <laughs> that her henchmen, Tannis's henchmen, that are also. Uh, projecting homophobia mm-hmm. potentially because they are themselves um, um, uncomfortable with their own yeah, sexuality. Late, late right? homosexu- yeah, you know, comfortable with latent homosexuality. Yeah. Um, we see no complete fruition to that because um, her boys, Tannis's boys, run off. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an interesting look into the psychology of projection yep. and transference. Mm-hmm. Um, they only use the term projection, but it, it really is, mm-hmm. you know, and just a little look at the, I mean, Freud would love this scene. Um, mm-hmm. And, but it, it's not what you expect. You expect Tannis to come out the winner in this scene. And Gay actually kind of is the winter, the not the winter, but the winner in this scene. Um, puts Tannis on her heels, at least. Puts, yeah, yes, not, that's a good... It yes, doesn't necessarily win on, anything, but... I don't like seeing Tannis on her heels. No, I no, want Tannis, yeah. strong, wonderful, beautiful woman that I love to always be winning. I want Tannis and Gail to win. And I'm not sure that I trust Gay. Mm. So, Tart, be gone. Boom. Yeah, throwing down your gauntlet. Yeah, yeah. That, okay. That's yeah. That's that's opinion. That's a good strong it is. opinion. It yeah. is a strong um, opinion. strong, strong, strong. Yeah. Um Tannis follows her boys out mm-hmm. and no sooner they leave than in steps in. Gay's mom. Wow, boom, out of nowhere saying right? that she can take Gay back to the city. Right. And you dug into cool. the wiki yeah. of the episode to show that the character of Gay's mom is in fact So okay, so Gay's mom looked really familiar to me. I didn't know. And this. I was it, like, it, why it does she look say. familiar? Yeah. But I watch a lot of Canadian and British TV and we've got really this is not a to detract from the the Hollywood of Canada or British Columbia um, or Britain. Um, I don't know why I said British Columbia, but uh, as a part of Canada, <laughs> yeah, sure. right, yeah, sure, sure, but I meant Britain. Um, but you see the same characters again and again, and so when I saw same like, actor, yeah, the same actor. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. when I saw Gay's mom come in, I thought, oh, well, maybe I've just seen her in some right. other, like you know, Law and Order UK. She was a, a victim or something. Turns out, turns out she is from the episode where Wayne goes on the dating, dating, well, the matchmaker, um, mm-hmm. the matchmaker episode, and mm-hmm. she's the first one, the the one who's too hard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that is Gay's yeah. mom. And so That's there's, I don't know who. To, uh, I did not recognize her. I'm glad you did. That was I, amazing I pickup. Um, I don't. Because she's just there momentarily, honestly. It's yeah, I mean, not it's, that long at all. Yeah, I feel like but, we see her again in the next uh-huh. episode. But um, no, no, she does reappear. Yeah, we see her briefly, again briefly. But even then, it's like it, the fact of the matter is she was only there briefly. Yeah, but um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so, and I don't know if they meant to be open with the fact, like, are they saying that she is the same character or are they just reusing the actress? Um, but, but the character that Wayne went on a date with was a psychologist no, or psychiatrist. No, no, that, 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 so that seems like that's that too saying. much coincidence. Yeah. No, no, she had to be the same. Yeah. It must be, although, yeah. She Which was, doesn't quite line up age-wise. Because if Wayne is supposed to be, what would you say, late 20s? Yeah, I, yeah. Right? And so he's dating someone who is maybe in her, I mean, she could have been 10 years older than him. Let's say she's in her late 30s. It doesn't quite line up that she has like a 16, 17, 18-year-old. But, all right, we'll let it play. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. And she's there to take Gabe back to the city. Yeah. That's she's the like, last we're we done with this. That's the last yeah. we hear out of that. Yeah. So, cut to scene eight. We go back to Hockey Arena. Mm-hmm. The noise that drew Riley and Jonesy out of the locker room is Tyson and Joy Boy out um, skating. Yeah. They both say they're both kind of dog shit at this, but <laughs> Tyson and Riley realize these two guys, the fighters that they are, are probably just what the team needs. Yeah. It's funny because all of a sudden, Riley and Jonesy are GMs of the club. And yeah, they're like, right. They're bringing a, guys they, they on. and Personnel yeah. choices. Right. Probably not realistic. <laughs> but fucking embarrassing. All right. Let's uh, mm-hmm. look at okay. that simple okay. fact. They're obviously making personnel choices. Um, at one point, Tyson makes reference to a thing that the Riley and Jonesy made earlier, which was the idea that hockey is 90, uh, 50% mental and 50% being mental. Still um, not sure if that's PC, bud. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and each time they've made mention yeah. of that, which is like, Riley and Jones, he's like, <laughs> as, as just thick-headed and just jockish as they are, like, they keep doing those kind of things. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're trying to be them, socially conscious uh, dear, and them a little bit, yeah. right? So we come back into the into the locker room after this episode. Joint Boy and, and, and Tyson are brought on board. Mm-hmm. They go in, and Boomtown still hasn't exposed himself. Nope. Um, but, Junk is still in. Yeah. They do. He does. Mm-hmm. Nothing to be seen here. No, it's a modest junk. Modest junk, solid, great, great, uh, great penis. No weird shape, no weird disfiguration. They're really pleased. mm, Yeah, just a modest man who was willing to, you know, be modest about it. You know, much respect. Yeah, didn't have to be. Right. Um, We cut back for scene nine to the hot tub. Mm Hmm. Um. Remind me, what, what... What? You know, it's basically... I feel like the point of that scene is that Bonnie doesn't want either of them. Yeah, Bonnie's yeah. cool. She's she's done. She's yeah, because like, that's where she says, you know what, I'm really happy being yeah, single. I'm, yeah, that was my note. Yeah, she's let's cool. move on. She's like, yeah, yeah. then uh, we're not, I'm not choosing any one of you. I might yeah. choose one of you in the future because I'm single. Yeah, you know, but not right now great. because... Uh-huh. Bye. Uh-huh. Yeah. And scene 10, the last scene then mm-hmm. is... Um, Wayne and Rosie were cut out of the previous scene because they were already on the way home. Yeah, they were done with the, right. the fart off. Rosie, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rosie thanking um, Wayne for not running his seat warmers because it made you know wet with a wet swimsuit it makes you feel like you peed. Yeah, which is a point they made earlier in the yeah. episode. Um, and she says, "Yeah, well, it'd be great." He asked her if she's going to get into her book mm-hmm. this evening. She said, "Yeah, I am." 
after uh, we make some dad noises, mm-hmm. to which uh, Wayne responds, great. <laughs> yeah. Just enough sugar cereal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's a nice tiny little yeah. episode. It is. It's tiny. That's a good way to put it. We uh, we get some exploration of our characters. We we um, as we noted get an opportunity to dig in a little deeper on what makes these characters tick. Um, and uh, and I I think my my largest nope greatest takeaway. Um, is how much I enjoy Rosie and Wayne's relationship. Just and every moment that we've had of them thus far is it's showing them really like simpatico, finishing mm-hmm. each other's sentences, having the same view of the world, right. um, and it's it's uh, it's heartwarming and it's nice to see for Wayne, but just also like in terms of oh, it's nice to see that people can like sort of pair up that way. Mm-hmm. Right, um, in the midst of everything else that we see in terms of relationships. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Good point. yeah. So the romantic in me is uh, loving that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good takeaway from it. Um, yeah, as great as anything. Uh, what else is there? Not much I can point to. No, we probably that. dug in as we went. Yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah, did uh, yeah. pretty good. Um, recitation on it so yeah yeah. and now we'll turn our attention to the next episode yeah now on to season three episode six bradley is a killer right and uh before we uh, get into this episode maybe you want to give us remind us of the instagram presence for this podcast oh right so um we've got we kind of have two but really it's so big shoots media mm-hmm. is our instagram for the podcast it's essentially pictures of our dog who is big shoots um which we hear more and more as the show goes on that phrase um and us just uh posting our episodes so mm-hmm. yeah the dog and the podcast right. big shoots media underscore under each word yeah. Between each and word. there's links between that and and his actual Instagram yes. page, which by is far eclipsed the numbers of I think both of us combined in oh. a very short period of time. Yes, he's been on Instagram. He's well over 500 list uh, followers now. So he's, yeah, I think I have like 12. Yeah, I have about half that many. So yeah, <laughs> yeah he's much more popular than either one of us, or both of us put together. Um, but he's at uh, Palm Puppy Bandit, all one word, all lowercase. And I would just like to point out that, um, you know, I don't have a lot of followers because I don't really have a media presence, whereas our dog does. And that is really all due to Dwight's um, really dedicated, you're just dedicated to him having a media presence. Well, you know. And I think it's... It is one of my favorite things. (laughs) He's a different generation than us, and you have to recognize that with the millennials or Gen Z or whatever he is, uh, they've got to have that. Uh, It's part of their... Part of their right? uh, the air that they breathe, you know. Right, you come for... up in this social media time. Yeah. yeah. So he's, I mean, he doesn't have a Twitter. We should probably or a TikTok. Oh goodness. 
Yeah, he's he's probably oh. overdue for that. You're right. Yeah. He's, you know, but as he gets a little more creative and he's he, maybe he'll he'll break his way in there. Who knows? I well, I'll I leave put it, it to you. I'll leave it to you as his momager to. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's there's a, no no small amount of time that goes into uh, curating his presence. I'm uh-huh. not saying I'm uh-huh. particularly savvy at it, but you know we try to try to keep him up to date so he doesn't yeah. uh, so he doesn't suffer for that. But um. Yeah. Yeah, I should also notice that we're continuing on with the Supersoft birthday. Um, yes. And day two, three. Well, it's plus. just been a. It's actually Supersoft birthday week. Yes. Sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Every yep. day there's a present. Yeah, and um, I'm rocking my most recent one. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful all black uh, Letterkenny Irish. A hockey hat. Yeah. Uh, very That's great sharp. On you. Yeah. yeah, I really like it. Very, very sharp that mm-hmm. my baby got for me. So <laughs> feeling very special. Right? That with the too. pink feather boa, it's a mm. it's a hell of a look. I like it. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm <laughs> one of the team. Um so that's good stuff. Yeah, so shall we get into it? Let's do it. All right. Yeah. So yeah, Bradley is a killer. And yeah. I guess even before we even get into it, I was shocked, mm-hmm. amazed, and excited. When I turned on the Hulus to re-screen this for us this evening and saw the image uh, that they present to the first, the, in the over thumbnail or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. and who should it be but the uh, image of the actor um, we know from... 19-2. His role in 19-2. Yes. Also another Jared Kiso project. Right, um, which we've talked about throughout. Right. So, so yeah, in 19-2, been, it's, mm-hmm. it's yeah. Jared Kiso plays a cop and his partner... Is so we have talked about throughout that there there are a lot of people who have shown up in Letterkenny right. that we've only seen in retrospect after rewatching Letterkenny and watching 192. Yep, yep. And we kept saying, "Where is his partner? Where? When is his partner going to show up? He's he's the biggest person on the show, and mm-hmm. we haven't seen him in Letterkenny." Thought it was un- undoubtedly a no brainer that he would appear. And then he appears. He's well. The beauty of that too is Bradley. we had screened this before we watched nineteen two, so yeah. we didn't even recognize when we first saw it that he, and and he's such a different character, and the actor does such a good job presenting him that they're they're just barest minimum minimum of overlap. Oh yeah. Um, that you don't, and again, we've spoken to this before. Whether it's, um, you know, the the actress who plays Tannis, or, or the the guy who plays McMurray in 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 Letterkenny, and their roles in nineteen two are so different. Their presentation of self is so different that they're just night and day. And this is yeah. this is exactly the same example. Um, and it, yeah, Devin. Yeah, and it was I, just a delight yeah. to see this guy appear. And I, 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 I thought I had scooped you on it, but unbeknownst <laughs> to me, you've been sitting on your insight. Yes, it's been weeks. I discovered it weeks ago, and all I said to you was, I've got a really exciting reveal, and I can't wait for you to find out. <laughs> yeah. I'm not good at secrets, but yeah, I kept that one. I don't remember you saying that. I, I think that I probably... I super vague. Yeah, and that's probably because you, you, you've got a lot of reveals. I <laughs> I'm not uh, d- disclaiming any of that. I'm just saying that I am. I'm constantly being revealed upon. <laughs> is that how the English language works? That is exactly how it works. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this you were on it before I was, but I was pleased as we both were to notice 
that that's who Bradley's character is yeah. played by. Um, and uh, sadly, I don't recall the actor's so name. So the actor is Adrian Holmes. Mm-hmm. And in the show, he's in 19-2, he's uh, Nick Barron. Yeah, right. So... Yeah. Um, so that's so Adrian Holmes, or I don't I don't know how to say that properly with my Yinzer accent, because I I want to just say Holmes, and that L just completely disappears. But then I try to overcompensate and say the L, and then it's Holmes. So how would you say it? Holmes. So there's a little more L in there little, than I would uh, give it uh, as a with my Pittsburgh yeah, gaze. Okay, yeah. all right. He's one of your Holmesies. He's my he's my Holmesies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we were very excited to see what I believe is the final crossover between nineteen two and Letterkenny. But yeah. Letterkenny is still filming, so you never know. Um, and yeah. we're still watching nineteen two, so there might be another character that we haven't seen yet who mm-hmm. will go, Oh, that's da 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 from impossible, yeah. Yeah. Right on. Okay, so um, this scene then introduces this character, episode to introduce this character. Mm-hmm. But we start as we always do with the intro. Yeah. You're having breakfast with your pals the other day. The other day. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we are in the. We are in the. Uh, I'm farmhouse sorry. kitchen. Yeah, farmhouse kitchen. Wow, I just like all the words blinked from my head. We're in the farmhouse kitchen, and Wayne. Squirrely Dan and Jerry look like shit. Yeah. Just absolute shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Both rough. rough, Been road hard and put up wet. <laughs> yes, baby. That's exactly what they look like. It is, though. Uh-huh. Um, and Katie comes in. Mm-hmm. And she's mad at them because <laughs> they were super annoying because they were really, really, really drunk the night before. Mm -hmm. And she just like lays into them about their stupid behavior when they get really drunk. She gives them all nicknames. Scary Dairy. Because he rubs his boobs on people. Yeah, he rubs his bare-chested nipples on people. Yeah. Madman Dan. So, yeah, I do, yeah. Because he's always ready to challenge someone to, like, a foot race, yeah, which is a really strange thing to do. Legend of the wind. Yeah, that's it. And Wayne the pain. Yeah. And how come he, these guys aren't, how come these guys aren't D-gens from upcountry? Right? They essentially become D-gens from upcountry yeah, when they get yeah, really, really, yeah, yeah, really yeah. drunk. Really, 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 yeah. really drunk. Yeah, there are yeah. several. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, so we learned that, which is, this episode is actually one of the, only episodes where the cold intro where the intro actually ties into the plot that we see throughout the episode yeah because a lot of times there's no tie back to the intro but this episode it it comes together quite quite nicely yeah Um, because we see them performing all those behaviors yeah everything that she talks about but then at the same time then there's a whole portion of the intro that's never actually made reference to yeah and that is the idea that um Squirrely Dan is an uncle again. Mm-hmm. His nephew Samuel, has, a, Samuel. has become an, <laughs> become a older brother, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and this precipitates a, a whole discussion about smart babies, yeah, or the lack thereof. If you're if you take Wayne's position, which yeah, is, yeah, he, not only does he hate Samuels <laughs> for what Squirrely Dan just because he has a penchant for mischief, a penchant for mischief. But uh, also, if the um, the others um, all believe that, yeah, babies have smarts, and yeah, this this 
again, keeping in the theme of many of their intros is... Yeah, yeah this is... It's not incomprehensible. It's just hard comprehensible. Yeah. It's just... Hard comprehensible. Yeah. I mean, you could... We could do like a whole 30 minutes diving into what the hell they're talking about. And Wayne doing a baby impression to right. prove that babies aren't smart. <laughs> Extensively. Like, yeah. a, Up to like and including in possibly pooping his pants to yeah. prove his point. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, like I feel like he actually pooped his pants. It could have. Yeah. yeah. So, so there's a lot that happens uh-huh. there that has, that we just, you know, we'll just walk past because mm-hmm. we don't have time. Yeah. Nobody wants a three-hour podcast. No. So, um, So, okay. So next scene... Uh, well, first scene, scene one, we're at Modine's. Yeah. And in walk Wayne, Squirrely Dan, and Derry to find that... And Katie. And Katie. Yep, sorry, and Katie. Yeah. yeah, the whole crew. That the bar has been trashed. And mm-hmm. it's because, as Gaylor reveals, D-Gems from Upcountry had come in and they fucked up her bar. Mm-hmm. And let me just tell you... Fucking D-Gems. Do not fuck up Modine's. She already lost one bar... This woman is working hard to make her dream come true. Right. Of having a bar in Letterkenny. Yeah. Yeah, and they uh they they propose another of uh, possibilities. Um Derry offers that she could get um the ginger and boots to come in and and be the bouncers for her. And, yeah, and to which she responds <laughs> might as well just change the title of to ostrich fuckers. <laughs> So she's not down with that idea. No, she is. Right? No. Yeah. So then she's already has a a solution. In yeah. Mind. Yep. Yeah. Her solution is to bring in her cousin, Bradley. Bradley. Yep. And this is where we discover everybody that loves Bradley. Everybody loves Bradley. Even, Bradley. Even Wayne, who's even, somewhat reserved on most right? cases, said, I go so far as to say I love him too. Right? You would not expect Wayne to be right. all in on loving. And of course, Katie yeah. loves him in a overtly and dramatically sexualized I way. I mean, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So, so <laughs> there's love for the way he gives his hugs, for the way he says, God bless you, mm-hmm. his impressions, his impressions, and his pecs. Yeah. Guess and, which yeah. one was Katie's. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Positive spirit is is what was the low down knuckle thing? Oh right, the low bones. Low bones yeah, they yeah. like that he gives low bones. So instead of high fives, he does low bones, bones yeah. which is a very like sly low five, and yeah. I like that because it if you feel like you're in on something, mm-hmm. like when someone gives you a high five and it lands, you're like, yes, I did it, I nailed it. Well, if you're me and you're not real coordinated. That's always a moment of achievement. But the low bones, that feels like a, mm. like, oh, we're in on this together. Right. We're part of this group. It feels very exclusive. So. Yeah, I think that's what they're responding to. Yeah. You're yeah. Probably, you're probably right. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and then they end the scene by, you know, just saying, you know, Bradley's a fucking killer. Mm-hmm. And they mean it because he's, like, he's just, he's good looking. He's charismatic. He's a fucking killer he's cool yeah. he's cool yeah yeah true yeah right on okay all right so our next scene we're at the hockey locker room mm-hmm. for check back check paycheck yep <laughs> go ahead say a little something about it uh rally and jonesy are there uh leading orchestrating things once again in their assumed roles as team leaders mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're there uh in advance of their final game of the season, they're trying to get a win. If we can get one W, boys. One W, boys. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're giving jerseys out to the newest additions, and that's Tyson and Joint Boy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they give Tyson 
uh, then we have joint boy, the number 28, which is a number associated with a number of uh, enforcers over the history of the league, names like Ty Domi and a few others that they refer to. Okay, yeah. And then they give number nine to Tyson. T- number nine is associated most commonly with Gordie Howe, mm. which I think we've talked about Gordie before. Gordie Howe hat trick, boys. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, revered as one of, if not the greatest hockey player ever. Um, you know, but that precipitates a, a discussion between <laughs> them and uh, Shorzy. Shorzy on the shitter. Yeah. Because he's at the camp that you can't ignore Gretzky. Right, right. Which that's the classic argument I'm sure that Canadians have probably every goddamn day. Yeah, I mean, or, good for them. That's a know, nice thing to talk about, though. Oh, why not? You know? Yeah, yeah, it's good. You know, one A and one yeah. B, one B and one A. Yeah. But, um, getting hurt. No, yeah. that's true. Unless yeah. they go take take to fisticuffs, but uh, yeah. yeah, right. And uh, obviously, that introduces Shorzy, who's once again invisible on the shitter. Shoes, mm-hmm. well, shoes only visible. Right, right. Um, doing his business, man. There's a lot of business to be he, done. He, I mean, really, he should probably see a doctor. Um, he has some really unhealthy shits. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah. And, uh, I mean, he should be getting, like, mm-hmm. checked for all the diseases right. and probably change his diet. Um, yep. But him being in the stall allows him to talk all the shit, no pun intended, mm. he wants and no one can get at him. So he, right. that's where he begins another round of just berating Riley and Jonesy about their moms. <laughs> chirping. Uh, yeah. Like nobody's business. Chirping, yeah. not berating. Chirping. No, That's a better... Yeah. Right, yeah. 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 And, and, the, and the best of which is probably, your mom likes butt play. Like, I, I like Hagen Doss. Sorry. I, I don't know. I liked... Your, I, I drained the... I drained the joint bank account your mom set up for me. Didn't you tell her to top it off so I can get some KFC? Right. <laughs> I don't know. I like yeah, it. Yeah, and the coach comes in, and, and all he has to say is, that that guy's a masterpiece. He's a masterpiece. He's a big fan of, of Shorzy. Yeah, which, mm-hmm. well, I want to say, like, logically it doesn't make sense, because what does he actually mm. add to the team? But I realize that coach is, he's not, like, an actual coach mastermind, so. No, yeah. he's, yeah, he's a different coach. He's a caricature of a coach. That's right. That's yeah. what he is. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, okay, so our next scene, we are at, we are with the skids in Stuart's mom's basement, and they are saying goodbye to Gay. Gay is gone. Going. Going. Mm-hmm. Because this whole scene is her going, and it is the saddest, oh my gosh, the amount of tears, the amount of just angst. Oh, the pathos. That's it. The pathos. Yeah. Enrolled. I love Rold, and when I see him upset, which is a lot, um, almost all of his scenes, yeah. um, my little heart breaks for him, and also I love it so much. It's, he's, he's, he's such a good actor. Mm-hmm. Stuart! He emotes so much. Stuart! Yeah, yeah. So, well, <laughs> and you just woke up Shootsy with that high-pitched yeah, voice. that's okay. He, he's, it's okay to be awake to that. Yeah. It's worth it. Rold matters. <laughs> So Gay's leaving. She's going back home. Yeah. Um, and the skids are super upset. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Right? So yeah. Cut to scene four. We're mm-hmm. back at Modine's two. Bradley arrives. Yep. Everybody's excited to see him. <laughs> Squirrely Dan and Derry are pretty much act like children beside themselves yeah. with excitement. Um, and they love it. 
impressions and just the attention he gives, his mm -hmm. overall positivity. His hugs, yeah. his God bless you. He's doing all the things that they said, you know, mm -hmm. these are the things we love about him, and he does them all. all right. um, Katie's pretty excited, too, oh my God. in her own way. Katie, mm. Katie is, she cracks me up with her, with her lines in this scene. Um, about to slide off my seat over here, boys. Mm -hmm. It's like a slip and slide over here, boys. I need a lifeguard over here, boys. <laughs> Yeah, so she's bit, just getting right. um, wetter and wetter until mm. she sees out of the corner eye yeah. Gail's newest waiter, yeah. waiteress. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. doesn't recognize this person. Nope, from, from back. not from behind. Uh huh. Because there's been a makeover. Gail says, "Oh, why don't you go check it out?" Mm -hmm. So she sidles up to it. Oh, of course, it's Glenn, mm, and she's Katie. immediately put off by yeah. that, by her own. Um, Excitement? Yeah. So the a to, few moments before. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. To which she says. Yeah, the busy winter's over. Yeah. No. So a few moments before, Gail had been giving her shit about her busy winter mm -hmm. because she had been with the models, uh, mm, with Mrs. Bonnie McMurray, McMurray uh, the French guys, and mm -hmm. Gail says that libido of yours. Works harder than soldiers stacking sandbags after a flood. <laughs> so she's calling out her libido, like maybe ease mm -hmm. up a bit. Um, not in a judgment way, just like a, you've had a busy winter. Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, let's have some reflection period. Let's, you know, make sure your own needs are being met in a variety of ways, not just through sex. Gail doesn't say all of that, but that's what I assume she's actually meaning. Um, so I think... Her, Katie, wanting Glenn gives her a wake-up call that perhaps... She jumped the shark. She jumped the shark. Yes, that's it. She jumped the shark. Yeah, she's got to get that libido. The winter of love jumped the shark. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. After fashion. Yeah. Yep, so that sends us back to the hockey arena for mm -hmm. scene five where the boys... Riley Jones here chirping 99 because that's Wayne and, Gretzky's number. Yeah, what the hell? You can't wear you can't wear yeah. those nines. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what they say to him, and a yeah. lot of other things. Yeah, and uh, that precipitates a fight on the ice. Well, Katie shows up. Oh, that's the and scene. that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, she shows up and then she that bails. Yeah, she bails out of Modine's because she's uh, uh, yeah, I don't know too upset. wet to sit in her seat. Mm, or probably oh, dry well, she's out upset because of yeah, Gail yeah. or Glenn. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and so she shows, like you say, up at the hockey arena, mm -hmm. precipitating a round upon round of of yeah. responses, especially from even Riley and Jonesy's own bench. Yeah, some, some unnamed player and Shorzy are chirping. How they want to get with her. Yeah. To which Riley and Jonesy respond initially with outrage. And then they realize they got the perfect response. They got Tyson and Joint Boy. Yeah. Two of the toughest tough guys right there on, on their own, at their disposal, basically. So they put them onto Chorzy and the other guy, and that ends that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then... Yep. Get on the ice, and it's chilly time, boys. Yeah, yeah. then because yeah. then no sooner they get on the ice, then the other the opponent is chirping mm. on them about about Katie, their and, billet sister, and yeah. yada yada yada, yeah. and so, it's yeah, it's a lot. It's uh, so it's go time over on the, the top. Ice. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Mm -hmm. So they kick some ass. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So our next scene, we're back at Modine's, mm -hmm. and <laughs> as we were, we were expecting, as we were led to believe, would happen. Uh huh. There were two things that happened. Right. One, 
Bradley scares off the DJs yep, they very show up. easily. Jive and Pete and his boys show mm-hmm. up and immediately leave. Good when catch, Jive and Pete. That's Bradley, exactly who that was. Bradley yeah. gives them the hairy eyeball. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you're right, we're out. Yeah, smart enough to know that. And then oh, because boy. he has told Wayne, Derry, and Squirrely Dan that they need to take the night off. Uh, They've done know. enough DJ. That was in the prior scene. Yeah. They've done enough DJ, you know. Uh, Abatement. Yes. And so it's their time to just relax, right? Like mom's night off. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and they, they take it to heart, even though this is the second yeah. night in a row that they get really, 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 really drunk. Yeah. Right? Really, really, yeah. really, really so drunk. So we get to see yeah. Derry rubbing his nipples oh, God. on Bradley. We get to see Squirrely Dan challenging him to race with every other every other sentence. <laughs> right. It's 50 meters too long. Let's go 25. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wayne and laughing. Yeah, quite annoyingly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So annoying. Yeah. And I do love that they portray Wayne in that annoying Yeah, uh, because... Yeah, yeah, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, it's, it's a bit of, you know, it takes a poke at Wayne that a lot of times the show doesn't take many pokes at Wayne. Yeah, you see this, I think this is not an uncommon thing in sitcoms where they get a character and maybe whether it's the actor's position or power mm-hmm. or their own ego or just mm-hmm. they don't want to, they, 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 they get sacrosanct. They get, yeah. they get, they get held aloft and, and, and avoid any, and it, honestly that doesn't conform with reality because in any human yeah. community I've been a part, very few people escape some degree of, you know, of being, you know, berated or yeah. belittled a little bit. There's always bit. a needled, moment where everybody gets brought down a bit. Needled right. a little bit, you know. Yeah. So the fact that they, they do that here it, it, to him, yeah, I think that's humanizing. It, yes, it exactly. Has, it brings it back to some right. reality yeah, he's of, not, of course. He's, not, he's yeah. He yeah. may be the toughest guy in Letterkenny, but you know what? Letterkenny's a town of 5,000. It isn't all, right. It isn't all that. And, and he and can he gets, still be really fucking annoying. Yeah, I yeah. have an annoying laugh that uh, people recognize he, mm-hmm. he brings out when he gets really, really drunk. Mm-hmm. And we get to see that. And we get to see uh, Bradley getting more and more... Yeah. Um, He's starting to really lose his Challenging patience. his patience at the very least. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, yeah, he could use a relief at that moment, right. but it's not coming. Not coming. So, not yeah. forthcoming. Nope. So then... So, yeah, our next scene, we skip back to um, Stuart's mom's basement mm-hmm. with the skids. Um, yeah. And Roald is just, like, completely unconsolable. Beside himself. He is beside yeah. himself. Yeah. Sadness that Gay is gone, mm-hmm. which is funny because initially he hated her. Right. But then he, like, right, yeah, you know, yeah. just clamped onto her. Yeah. Uh, what's the thing that ducks do? Imprint. Yep, he imprinted upon her, and he was like, "No, gay is my new mama." Yeah, um, and it's partially, I think, because Stuart like yes, so because Stuart imprinted it, upon yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, they both, they both yeah. did it, you mm-hmm. know, and him yeah. probably more emphatically, ultimately, because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so they decide, you know, what would gay do? Mm. WWGD. Well, right. she wouldn't sit here and you mm. know cry and be right. sad. Yeah. She'd go out one more time. Right. So. Except the fact that it's 24 <laughs> degrees, minus 24 Negative degrees. 24 degrees which, outside. Which, you know, is, is different in Celsius. It's yeah. only a minus 11. Yeah, only minus 11. We've been out in minus 11. I've been out in minus 11 many it's a time. still pretty goddamn cold. But and, in and their and outfits, and minus 11 is a little Yeah, it's one thing to go out and one thing yeah. to go, another thing to go out with, you know, mayhem in mind, I think. Yeah, if I'm if I'm doing some ice fishing, mm-hmm. then I'm prepped for yeah. this weather. Yeah, you, if I'm just going out to beat up some mailboxes, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll stay inside. Yeah, those mailboxes yeah. will be there when I'm when it's yeah, not. Yeah, when minus. it's like positive eleven. Mm-hmm. Right. That's how they say it. 
So yeah, so then said they decided to stay in and take copious amounts of hard drugs. That's what they do. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so that's Canada. Yeah, uh-huh. I, and, right? And, yeah, can't go as, out. It's too cold. As it is much of, oh. of North America, let's yes. be clear. As we know. Not yes, casting yes. aspersions on no. Canadian brethren and sisterin north of the border. Oh, sisterin. I like that word. Mm. Very yeah, nice. I don't know it's a real word. Yeah, I think you just made it up, but I yeah. really like it. I, I try. Oh, good job. Um, okay, so scene eight, we are back at the locker room. Now, mm-hmm. you know, the whole thing was that the hockey boys, they needed to get a W. Yeah. Coach last, wanted a fucking W. Last game of the season. Right? This was yeah. our last option. Yeah. We brought in the, the muscle. They're going to have the fight so we can get the W. But it turned into a big old brawl. So what's Coach's reaction going to be? Right. Right? So they, they're in the locker room. We know they didn't get a W. Everyone is super excited, though. The team, coach isn't there yet. Team is super excited. They, you right. know, we got our and we learned immediately that the game through. was suspended, so they didn't lose. Oh, that's right. That's an so important. They, yeah. So no, they didn't so get a win. Quite, but uh, they didn't lose, and they won the fight. Right. Yeah. So this. So coach comes in. Right. And, and he could not be less, less embarrassed. Yeah, less fucking embarrassed. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, so I I like the uh, nice little twist. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, a little plot twist. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, and all the boys, all the chorus is is excited. They're happy. Part of it, they they learned a lot this year under the Riley and Jonesy's tutelage. Yeah, they learned how to even chirp. Make any sense? No, it makes no sense. They've learned because these are sh- their children. But they are. They they've learned um how you know chirping one hundred and one. Um, they've learned to stay away from puck bunnies. They've yeah. learned not to step on the logo. The sweater doesn't touch the floor. Yeah. Right. And Boomtown learned that it meant a lot to his team when he showed them his penis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. he's really upset about it. He, he talks about me. it a lot. He thinks he could have avoided it. Right. He yeah. thinks that he they could have just had the fight with yeah. the other team yeah. and he didn't have to show his penis. Yeah. Um, I think Boomtown's a little upset about that event. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you know, I... You know, it's probably his right to be. You know, he was, Ooh, he was, he was yeah. forced essentially to to show parts of his body that he yeah, wasn't comfortable doing. That definitely I mean, didn't feel good. No, while he that nobody holes, should nobody should have no. to be a part of that. I don't care I if it's in the locker room. I wouldn't want to show my lady stuff. Oh yeah, you know, just just you know, it, it is. You know, we can easily turn it around, and that's probably a facile argument to make. But yeah, if, if it were. If it were a woman being subjected to that, mm. or if it was a child oh. in a locker room situation. Too far. You... That's dark. No, yeah. a child in a locker room with other children. Oh, sorry. Got it. Wow. I went super dark. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're going to take gonna set this aside for a moment. <laughs> Baby made us some yummy cocktails, but maybe that uh, we got ahead of it. Got ahead of us a little bit. We're good. I just didn't know where you were going with that. Mm. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, children in a locker room where they get bullied into yeah. doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, it would uh, just feel like bullying. And yeah, just so, really but there's grown men, you don't necessarily assume that they'd be so sensitive to that kind of stuff. But hey, this is a different era. Yeah, and right? we should assume that they would be sensitive and we should, well, you know, honor they, everybody's feelings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No means no, even for big, sweaty men. Right? Even for Boomtown. Mm-hmm. No means no. He yeah. didn't want to show you his penis. Yeah, he didn't. He said it very emphatically. Very emphatically. Yeah, still got ignored. But yeah. that's Bowling 101. Yeah. yeah. Canadian style. Turns out they also learned that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So our last scene, yeah. we're back at Modine's. Oof. Now this is our last scene of season three, right. which I didn't quite put together until we were mm-hmm. um, getting ready to record. Nope. Um, so, so we are back at Modine's and Squirrely Dan, Wayne, and Jerry are being so fucking annoying. They, like it they've is, amped it up. It's even. Oh like, my god! It's and like these actors are really good at being. Yeah. At playing drunk. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. They channel their (laughs) drunken idiot quite well. Yes. Yeah. And Bradley can't take it Mm -hmm. anymore. He's fucking done. Done and done. Headbutts, squirrely Dan, and Derry. Brutally. Which really, you know, yes, just take a time out, guys. Right? right. But obviously, Mm. this can't stand. Wayne sees it, steps up, Mm -hmm. unbuttons one cuff. So we're in the the pre- Fight, you know his yeah. his uh, yep. system that he goes through. Preamble to fisticuffs. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Preamble to fisticuffs. Right. That's well said. But then behind him, oh, is Rosie. Yeah. Who and is his sweetie? But also Bradley's favorite cousin. cousin. We have not mentioned that before. That that was that was talked about a few times. Yeah, and and, and the one thing you this television program does quite well is foreshadow yes indeed <laughs> this point was made early on and repeatedly mm-hmm. and how, yeah. how Rosie's his favorite cousin how continuous mm-hmm. their relationship was between Rosie and Bradley so we were never left uh, surprised by this no there would be some tension obviously yeah, yeah it yeah. was it was it was well well hinted at yeah yeah and this is it and it is we don't see anything more than that no, I mean... They square off. There's a hint in their eyes that is going to keep going further. Mm-hmm. But Rosie keeps saying, please, like, don't yeah. do this, right. Wayne. Don't do this, Bradley. She's saying it to both of them, mm-hmm. putting it squarely upon both of them. But the very last thing we see is Wayne unbuttoning his other, other. Yeah. cuff. Yeah. So, dun-dun-dun. Yeah. Right. What will happen? Dun-dun-dun, exactly. But yeah. we don't have... He doesn't have the... You know, he doesn't have the... The Gus and Brew take a shot of is is yeah he would normally do that well and also he'd have a a A dart yeah have a dart the dairy and uh, Squirrelly Dan would be standing there ready to you know but yeah it's it's less than ideal yeah by all those parameters yeah yeah but nevertheless they uh, that's the cliffhanger and Mm -hmm. that's the end of season three yeah we are halfway through yeah wow yeah it's been quick. Yeah, I feel like it has been. Yeah, yeah. As these things go, you know, you yeah. just you feel like you're, uh, it, you're, you're moving along, pretty good clip, but then you realize, wow, yeah, really, not bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, but um, there's also one more episode actually in this that came out between this and the f- subsequent season, the Haunting of Modines too. Right. It's another holiday episode. Yeah. So yeah. we'll have cause to do that for our next. Yeah, episode. we'll do that. But next before week. we get there, what's your takeaway or big thoughts um, on this episode? I really know? like this episode because it's not it's not one of those episodes where, okay, no, let me go positive. It's an episode where there's there there's a lot of plot. There's some good dialogue, but there's also a lot to talk about. We get a new character, right? Mm-hmm. We meet Bradley. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, it's good to just like keep expanding the letter Kenny universe. Um, and we also get to see that 
like like we talked about before, Wayne can also be annoying. He's not mm-hmm. always this like perfect, you know, patriarch of Letterkenny. Um and so yeah, I like what it reveals to us about the characters. Um all of my favorites are in it. Right. Um, yeah, a little touch of, of Glenn, touch mm-hmm, of Gale, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't I don't yeah, I would. And you? Um, yeah. No, I, I think those are good points, and those are um, mine as well. The addition of the new character is always nice, um, or is usually mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, they um, do it well when they introduce a new yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and you know, I have an affinity for this guy, the actor, having mm-hmm. seen him work, and and that's, uh, and, and like you say, the um, presentation of Wayne is not being perfect mm-hmm. i think he's a nice little twist yeah um, you need to add another layer to him yeah nobody yeah. benefits from this misbegotten perspective that some people are you know absolutely perfect and others are yeah. just you know yeah. are the dgens <laughs> um one thing we overlooked is that at the end of the the last scene with the hockey boys katie comes to them oh right we missed talking about right? that right yeah, yeah, yeah after they celebrate their Victory, quote unquote, yeah, with yeah. the the fight and all. Then they're notified by the coach they have a visitor outside. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's Katie who came to the game, and then she's there, um, and she uh, expresses her gratitude for them sticking up for her. Yes, that was the yeah. fight on the ice was for, right. on her behalf, right. and and she's grateful for that. And then she says she wants to get back together, but just with one. And you see the look, the oh. dawning recollection on their faces, the two of them. What are they going to do? How profound of a Sophie's Choice this is. Very Sophie's Choice. I mean, these two are like one human. Pretty they've, much, They've, yeah. you know, As to quote to Bonnie McMurray, they've barely got... Well, wait, how did she say it about the... I, I shouldn't say to quote Bonnie McMurray and then not be Winners in the genetic lottery with barely an ounce of gray matter between them. Boom. Good job, Amy. Yeah. Um, and that's them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how, like they're yeah they share a great they share an ounce of gray, gray matter <laughs> which yeah. which shows us foreshadows that we will see some further development of their characters in yeah. upcoming seasons yeah but how do you even begin to separate these mm-hmm. you know conjoined hockey twins yeah, uh, yeah that's a good so I I know I'm it's 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 a tried it's a and yeah, it's a tried good. and way to do things. You introduce yeah. tension by way of rupture mm-hmm. or discontinuity. Mm-hmm. Um, you hate to see it because yeah, part of the joy of them is just how locked up they are and how they are essentially one right. one, one being. Yeah, and what if like they start actually fighting and then that like splinters their friendship? Mm-hmm. Nobody wants that. Yeah, we want yeah, them to yeah. stay together, but then right. how could that happen? Right. So yeah, yeah, the yeah. alignment of them against Shorzy is is a fun one. We already kind of bear the. <laughs> have, have enjoyed the fruits of that effort and stuff. right so, yeah but nevertheless uh yeah those are the two big cliffhangers is yeah which one ultimately will katie presumably choose yeah yeah and uh and then how does the, the bradley v mm. wayne event play out yeah right bum, bum, only time will tell yeah well it's been a ride, and we're only halfway through the series so far with them set to start filming, as we noted last time, mm-hmm. in, in the not-too-distant future. So they'll probably, yeah, the way these things work, they'll probably be online before we get, before we get through it. Well, that would be amazing. 
But yeah, nice little twist. Yeah, yeah. that'd be great mm-hmm. if that worked out. But who knows? But even if we have to take a you know hiatus before we can get to dissecting seasons seven and eight, um, either way. Yeah, we can probably pace ourselves. Plus, we got summer coming up. There's bound to be a little bit. We'll have to probably take our own hiatus. Yeah, probably not a bad idea. Uh-huh. Right? Go travel a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, looking forward to, anyway, the next episode, which I'm looking here at the brief overview online and mm-hmm. don't remember it at all. Oh, good. It'll be either. fun to rewatch it then. Yeah, yeah. It'd be a good opportunity to, yeah, revisit uh, one that doesn't present itself obvious in my memory and my recollection. So. All right. Well, we'll see you next time right. with season four, episodes one and two. Take care. Bye.